Good afternoon and welcome to the Snake River Lib. It's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday, the 29th. And um, it's the afternoon, so I'm caught at a little bit of a disadvantage because this is not what I'm used to doing. Um, thank you so much for listening, by the way. I do appreciate that. Uh, pass it on if you feel like it's worthy of doing that as well. I wanted to talk a few things um, for just a moment, um, kind of a, uh, just general what's going on right now. There's so many things in regards to COVID, uh, the Omicron or Z version of the Wuhan flu that we need to take a step back because we're breaking all sorts of records as far as people testing positive. Now, you know, the CDC always runs some numbers and I'll have those numbers for you after the break, uh, regarding how many people are diagnosed with the flu every year, how many people die. Obviously, COVID is not the flu. I get it. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I call it the Wuhan flu simply as a joke and as a uh, um, pushback against those who, who uh, get bent out of shape after an apt description of it. But here's the thing with Omicron is that even though even though we have record number of positive cases of Omicron, what we don't have is a hospitalization or death record consistent with what has the various variants of COVID that have come along in the past. These, uh, this variant seems to be much more mild. In fact, unless you got tested for it, for the overwhelming majority of the people, you're not going to be able to distinguish the symptoms of the Omicron uh, version of COVID, COVID with your common cold or maybe even uh, the flu. So unless you get tested, you're probably not ever going to know whether you had it. And this is a typical case from what I've read on viruses. Don't quote me. I'm not a medical expert. But from what I've read on viruses has been out there is that as a virus mutates and adapts because bodies are adapting, right? Once you get people that start building up antibodies to it, the virus has to adapt. It tends to become weaker. This is how all virus, viral pandemics have played out where ultimately it becomes, uh, for it to survive, it has to be weak because otherwise the, the bodies build up strong immune immunities against it uh, to the point where it's no longer uh, anything more than an irritant. Are we at that point yet? Only time's going to tell, for, for the record, uh, that I did say just that now. Um, but initial reports, which actually stem from the very beginning in South Africa, where Omicron was first reported as a distinct variant of COVID. The doctors in South Africa were saying that hospitalizations were few and that deaths were even fewer. And there's a combination for this. There's a combination perhaps of the vaccines. Vaccine, by the way, really does not well, actually, we'll just go ahead. Let's get into the what we know and what we don't know about COVID. 
Okay, here's what we know. It's not the flu. I think we can all agree on that. Here's what else we know. Whether you're vaccinated or not, you can become infected with COVID, the virus. And as you can become infected with COVID, the virus, you can pass on COVID to someone else. These are things that we know. The idea that the unvaccinated are every bit as likely to transmit or more likely to transmit the disease than the vaccinated has been proven consistently wrong. What we do know is that the vaccine, which I guess technically we shouldn't even call it a vaccine because technically it's not, does tend in the other variants, at least, to prevent as serious of an illness in someone as someone who is unvaccinated. So in reality, those who are unvaccinated, the only people that they are hurting are themselves and other people who who are not vaccinated, I guess, except for the fact that you interact with a vaxxed person, they can catch COVID. They may be completely asymptomatic, meaning that they have no symptoms whatsoever, but yet they're a walking typhoid Mary, or maybe better said, a, a uh, COVID Carl passing on the virus to everyone that they meet that the virus can latch onto. Vaccinated or not. CDC, by the way, said that. What else has they said? Well, in a surprising turn of events, CDC now says that if you are asymptomatic, but you have tested positive for COVID, that your quarantine time is half that of what they used to say like two days ago. How about that? Science. Oh, except for that there are no studies to back up this miraculous change in the CDC other than travel and other industries are begging for relief because of the the scheduling and and people not being able to work, etc. Can we just at this point say enough already when it comes to covid can we can we just all admit that we can't get rid of it it's impossible to get rid of it like we pretty much have with smallpox and that since we are not discussing natural immunity since they are downplaying um, treatments for someone who does have COVID that is a serious problem. Since we are talking about masks, and yet the CDC has, or there have been studies, I shouldn't say the CDC, but there have been studies shown that cloth masks do next to zero when it comes to viral protection, either for the wearer or for those around the wearer. 
The CDC says that we should avoid close contact uh, with people for more than 15 minutes at a time. The airlines have said that every, I don't know how many minutes, the air is completely filtered and recirculated. If that's the case, then it doesn't matter how long you're sitting next to somebody, even in coach, the air that you're breathing has been recirculated and sterilized, or at least disinfected, according to the airlines. I'm not an airline shill here. I just wanted to bring that out that, you know, that if it does recirculate the air every five or ten minutes, then by the CDC rules, you're not in close contact with somebody for the entire length of your flight because the air has been recirculated that much. But you do with that what you will. Um, what else? One thing that I've been reading a lot on is, is that I think that people eventually are going to look back and you wonder when the medical establishment started losing trust. Well, there's a lot of people that point out the fact that, that, you know, at, in the spring of 2020, when we were in lockdown city everywhere, even when Trump was talking about lockdowns, that we were told how important that was. And then George Floyd happened. George Floyd, of course, was killed by a police officer. Riots ensued and peaceful protests. And then the medical establishment, because of science, said, well, it's more important to protest so-called systemic racism than it is to protect from COVID. Now, they say that in reality, that's where there are many people that have written that that is where trust began to erode. I would say you could go a lot back further when, when Fauci in May of 2020 essentially said that Trump had done everything that he had recommended. No one knew then. Um, I'll bet people knew. We did not know then what a petty tyrant bureaucrat Fauci was going to become. Fauci's problem today is that more and more people are tuning out. But I wanted to talk about, before we go to break, when the distrust in the medical establishment began. And I would say that it began running up to the twenty twenty election with Biden and Harris both saying, Well, if it's a Trump vaccine, we're not taking it. Did you know, by the way, that the federal government has an outreach program because apparently people of color are somewhat distrustful of the government when it comes to health care? Of course, I can't blame them. 
you know, they were the subject uh, knowingly and unknowing, well, mostly unknowingly, of all sorts of studies, whether it's by Planned Parenthood and their, in their, and their uh, sterilization of black women while they were doing abortions, to uh, experimenting on, on uh, the Tus Tuskegee Airmen and other groups of blacks in the name of Fauci. Oh, I'm sorry, in the name of science. I mean, he's, he said he is synonymous with science. And so I just thought I would say that in the name of Fauci is why all these experiments were done. Because he is science after all. It's not your typical Trump supporter. In fact, your typical Trump supporter was was woohoo, and you can tell the rational people before the November election. It was I'm not taking that vaccine. If they said that, they were either a Democrat or they were a kook. I'm sorry. Not a kook. But they were on the outer edge of mainstream uh, political thought. But not the Democrats. They were all lockstep. In fact, in fact, if you remember right, Governor Cuomo, well, the former governor, now disgraced, uh, should be charged with murder for all those old people that he killed in the nursing homes with his order. But we'll just leave it with his uh, sexual harassment issues. Cuomo lamented the fact that Trump was still in office when the FDA gave emergency use authorization approval for the various vaccines. And you have to wonder if these blue state governors slow rolled out the process for vaccinating people because they wanted to put as bad of a picture on Trump as possible. With everything else that Cuomo did, can you really doubt that? How is it that these very same people who refused to take a vaccine developed under Donald Trump, as soon as they were in office, actually before, they were jumping up and down saying, oh, look, the Biden vaccine which I'm not even sure if we're out of the vaccines that Trump had paid for or not. Probably so by this point. Because that's what happened. You have to wonder if the FDA slow rolled the approval process. Can you imagine? Do you, does any of us doubt that if the FDA had approved the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine protocols for emergency use authorization like a week before the election, that Trump would have coasted the re-election, even with all the states breaking their own laws to keep him from being elected. Not fraud. I didn't say it was election fraud. Anyway, I'm a little bit long, so I'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. While I was gone, I uh, did some checking. I didn't want to do the 2019-2020 flu season simply because we had COVID impacting that. So I went back to 2018-2019. According to the CDC, it is estimated that 
29 million people had or reported symptomatic illnesses or symptoms consistent with flu, that there were 13 million medical visits regarding flu-like symptoms, 375,000 hospitalizations, 27,619 deaths. That's for the 2018-2019 flu season. So, assuming, which is a bad assumption, that everybody that had flu-like symptoms reported them. And then they followed up, half half of them, around half of them, followed up with an appointment to the doctor. And out of that 13.5 million, 375,000, so that's about 3% were hospitalized. And out of that 9%-ish, 8%-ish of those hospitalized died. So, do we even know how widespread COVID is? Because the only way you're going to know is if you actually get tested. And right now, there's a shortage of tests. So, you may have some symptoms that are consistent with COVID, but are also consistent with the flu or even with a common cold, particularly if you've been vaccinated. Again, the vaccine really is not going to protect you from getting COVID. It will not protect you from getting COVID. It will, it will help you to not be as sick and it will help you to recover more quickly is what the evidence is showing right now. But even the unvaccinated, as of yet, are reporting very mild symptoms for COVID. And this is very important as, as we go forward because ultimately the government is going to need to pull back. Many states have. Most states are already um, moving on. There have been articles now uh, regarding people wanting to move on besides uh, even besides even red states. They, they realize that it's time for this to be over and it's time to be done. And that we need to live our lives. One thing that will never be talked about regarding COVID is how many people had their businesses destroyed. I'm going to close out talking about one of them. Um, Not destroyed, but nearly so. But how many people suffering from depression or other mental illness 
how many people have taken their lives directly or indirectly because of COVID. Those are statistics, by the way, that you're not going to hear probably very much about. How many businesses were destroyed? How many, you know, the education um, industry, because that's what it is, really bought themselves a, a whole couple years on, on being competent. Because with the school schooling done, if at all, by remote for many, many districts, many of whom were already not doing well as far as their students go. Now they have an excuse why their kids are not performing up to standards. And don't think that the education industry won't take that and run with it because they're all about passing the buck to the next time around. You know, they want it both ways. They want to not be in school, but then they're going to turn around and say, well, the reason that these kids all are not doing well is because we haven't been in school. Combine all this together and you've got a real problem coming for the Democrats next year. Now, never give up on the on the ability of the Republicans to, to screw that up. But people are starting to grow weary of it. And when people start growing weary of it, they're just going to ignore it. And they'll move on. Except for the federal government wanting to hold on to power, which, by the way, the president says there are no federal solutions. That has to come from the states. Oops. How do you have federal mandates if you're saying that this has to be a state thing? But they're likely to issue some sort of a requirement that if you fly that you're vaccinated. And by vaccinated, not just having the two doses, but booster commiserate with how long you've had since it's been since your dose. Force you to wear masks, even though their own studies show that cloth masks are not worthless, but next to worthless. There are so many other things going on, but what have we all talked about today? It seems like I've talked about nothing but COVID. And that's not a terrible thing. You know, you, I would have thought a year and a half ago we would be, or a year ago that we would have been done talking about COVID. Um, after all, the president, current president, did promise that he was going to shut COVID down. He hasn't yet, obviously. In fact, they're just finding new opportunities to limit your freedoms. And that's what this is all about more than anything else. You know, having your, your liberty comes at a price. And that means being judicious and how you exercise that liberty. That means that 
that you take responsibility for your actions. I mean, we have completely gone away from that at all sorts of levels when it comes to our lives. You know, insurance is paid by third parties, so we don't know. We're not judging or we're not shopping around for the best doctor rates. We're not deciding whether or not our cold symptoms might be worse. And so because we can just go and stand in line in an ER for COVID tests for hours. Meanwhile, somebody who actually does need an ER is not able to get in because the ER is full of people who are asymptomatic. By the way, this did happen in Vermont. Um where the ER was full of people who were asymptomatic but had tested positive on a home COVID test. And so they wanted the, the more elaborate test done at the hospital. And so the hospital ERs were crowded. By the way, you know, the federal government has pledged a 1,000 medical personnel from various uh, uh, military, uh, whether regular or guard units, to help supplant the number of health professionals that have been fired or suspended because they refuse a vaccine. Here's here's the number. President Biden has promised a thousand health personnel. New York State alone, over eighteen hundred healthcare workers are not working because of the vaccine mandate. So one state takes up over half of the promised uh, military workforce. How's that going to work? If you're sick, stay home. If you feel uncomfortable going somewhere, wear a mask. If a place of business asks you to wear a mask, the lib says, why don't you? If they're asking you to do it, why don't you? Not because the government requires it, because the government in many places does not. But if a place of business asks you to, shouldn't you do that? Yes. You should. I mentioned the failed businesses. Um, this business I'm getting ready to talk about is not a failed business, but they're in need of help. Um, Laris Music is a small, mostly religious, but also patriotic-oriented uh, music uh, publishing company. They also do their own unique arrangements of various sacred music as well as patriotic music. They're based in Independence, Missouri. They've had some really tough times because when you cater to church choirs and the government shuts down churches, your main clientele is no longer needing music. Top that off by the fact that the owners... Uh, as careful as they were, ended up uh, with COVID themselves. One of them, both of them severely, but one of them uh, very severely. And that 
is a recipe for disaster. Combine that with an increase in taxes year after year, and they're having some troubles. I'm going to post a link to my uh, GoFundMe for uh, Alice and Larry Beebe, which is uh, Laris Music. Um, anything that you can to help with their taxes as well as uh, furnaces to keep the heat on. I just visited with both of them today, and I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for the impact that they have had on my life. I'm just one story of thousands that they've interacted with, both uh, from the religious point of view as well as patriotically. But for them, for Alice and Larry, patriotism in the American ideal is intertwined with sacred music. They believe, as I believe, that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States are inspired documents, inspired by God, to provide a blueprint for the ideal. Does America live up to that ideal? Not always. We fought a civil war to um, end the scourge of slavery, which, by the way, has not ended, but as far as slavery based on color alone, it was outlawed. Well over half a million men died in that war. Yes, we're not perfect, but we still are striving for that American ideal. The shining city on the hill, which is what we should be. If you can donate, if not, could you at least share the link for the fundraiser? I would so appreciate that. They also run a nonprofit, if I didn't mention it, American Families, a nonprofit which sponsors. Um, uh, the disseminating of information regarding the founding of this nation and the ideal that is America. Taxation is theft when it's taken from one to give to another. Whether it's printing more money than what you have reserves for thus creating a glut of money with a finite supply of goods and services. That is every bit the tax as a direct tax on income, sales, or property. Except it's one that doesn't have to be passed by the government. It just happens because of the laws of economics. It's the Snake River Lib. Have a great day.